0: Welcome metal fans to Above the Metal and I'm your host Jeff C. and on today's show we are featuring a Christian band uh, right out of Peoria, Illinois and it's Parental Petulance and on today's show we actually have Marshall Brown on the interview Uh, he's the guitarist and vocalist um, for the band and his wife Ashley is actually the other singer for the band Um, And they started the band back in 2015, and he'll kind of get into his story about the band and everything. Um, And actually, uh, some of their friends that went to the church, uh, Derek and Amy, uh, Derek's the drummer and uh, Amy is the bass player, Uh, they joined the band I think around 2017, and Marshall kind of gets into that and how they got into the band um, and all that kind of stuff. And Rental Petulance uh, if you've never heard them uh, you can find them on Spotify um, they actually have a Facebook page and so they got their music out there so you can listen to it and if you've never listened to them or don't know the band um, to me they're geared towards parents with kids and if you've had little kids as soon as you hear some of their music you're gonna understand every bit of that and you've probably been through it so a lot of their music like I said uh, talks about, you know, of course, Legos on the floor, things in the dishwasher, uh, can't get no sleep and things. So you'll relate to it if you've got little kids in the house. So, what I'll do is I'll, I'm going to put some artwork up here. Um, this is some of their album covers and just some of the things that they've drawn up uh, over the years and everything for the band. Um, got a couple songs. Here's one. Um, I think this is kind of their featured video of dinos in the dishwasher. So uh, check this one out here. Um, This is kind of like their live video um, that they shot with this here um, and explaining uh, about Batman on the potty, Legos on the floor, and uh, dinos in the dishwasher. So here's some of it here and there. I don't know, actually, I forgot where they shot this video and everything, but um, Kind of a cool little song and like i said once you hear it you're going to relate to everything on here that they're saying and everything so uh give a little listen
1: oh,
0: that's a good one. Uh, The next one I've got, I've got a little live um, concert um, at Audio Feed and uh, Marshall's kind of, the whole band's kind of involved with it Uh, but I know Marshall um, actually helps set up some of the stages there at Audio Feed and actually books some of the artists that's come in and has made some good friendships and things with a lot of the artists that came in there and a lot of the artists that do play at Audio Feed is a lot of Christian artists um, and down the road I'll probably get on the show, uh, some of the guys that's involved with audio feed and probably bring Marshall back on the show and kind of explain what audio feed is. For some of you who don't know what audio feed is, uh, but here's some live, uh, footage of them playing at, uh, audio feed. Hi,
1: hi, 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 hi.
0: And like I said, uh, and you can see too, or along there they'll be having uh, a lot of noodles out there and the, out on the stage there and they actually get the kids involved in a lot of this stuff as you'll see um, um just having a good time out there so uh, check them out here ah! Well, there's a little insight on uh, parental petulance there. Um, So like I said, definitely go check them out. Um, You can find them on Spotify. Uh, They have a Facebook page and um, get a little more of their music out there. They got a lot of their music out there that you can listen to and everything. So um, let's go ahead and get into that interview. Let's let Marshall tell us a little bit about that. So. All right, here we are tonight with guitarist and one of the singers from Parental Petulance, and it's Marshall Brown. Marshall, how you doing tonight?
1: I'm doing awesome. How you doing?
0: Doing. I'm doing great. Thanks for coming on the show. So, Parental Petulance sounds like we have Ashley Brown is one of the vocalists, and of course, yourself is the other vocalist and guitarist. And you guys kind of work together on the vocals, or?
1: Yeah, yeah, I take lead on some. She takes lead on the others and kind of split that role
0: 50-50. And then I see you have another married couple, Derek and Amy Malinick. And Amy looks like the bass player, and Derek is on drums.
1: Yeah, absolutely, yeah.
0: Cool. Now, how did you guys get to know each other?
1: So um, I actually went to to church with uh, Derek and Amy. Uh, They were uh, on our worship team. Uh, Derek played bass mostly, did a little bit of drums. And uh, Amy was one of the um, the vocalists on our worship team. And uh, Ashley and I had, you know, kicked off the parental petulance thing prior to that season. And uh, I think kind of jokingly, uh, we had mentioned to Derek about how, yeah, man, if you ever want to play drums in our band and mm-hmm. <laughs> things just kind of grew from there. So yeah, it all started at church.
0: Hmm. So I think didn't just, was it just you three to start with, with Derek and you and your wife to start with, or did Amy always be in there too? Or
1: Well, it was actually just me and my wife at first. Okay. Um, we, we formed back in 2015, and it was just me on an acoustic guitar and her mm-hmm. doing vocals. And then I think it was around 2017 is when Derek joined, and then his wife joined us uh, shortly thereafter.
0: Hmm. And it's kind of one of them, if nobody's really heard of parental petulance or anything like that your lyrics and stuff are a little different than most people and I think I consider it as a kind of um, geared towards parents with kids I would absolutely because uh, reading some of the lyrics and stuff and actually seeing you guys in concert and stuff like that a lot of the lyrics if somebody hasn't really heard them or even seen them it's like of course definitely you'd have to have kids to understand the music and it's like No respect for the sleep uh, monsters. uh, Don't was it? Don't drop the milk. And one of my my favorite ones is I don't remember what the name of it is. It's the one that has the toys in the bathtub, Legos on the floor, Batman on the potty, and was it dinos in the dishwasher?
1: Yep, dinos in the dishwasher.
0: (laughs) And anybody that has a parent that's a parent that has kids knows that Legos are definitely the devil because. how many times have we been up in the middle of the night or walking across that floor and step on one of those Legos. So, right. Right. (laughs) And kind of with those lyrics on that way, I mean, who kind of come up with that idea just to go, you know what, we're going to write songs about kids and, you know, family and all that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. So um, really the whole thing just started kind of organically. Um, I had this little uh, traveler backpacker guitar that I hung up in the uh, it was just Levi's time, just in his nursery, mm-hmm. and uh, I would grab that off the wall every now and then and just kind of make up some songs to him at bedtime or when it was time to change his diaper or whatever, and uh, the whole thing started with the song, uh, Poops in My Butt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, th- I think I was changing a poopy diaper and just kind of started jamming and just making up words, and it just it exploded from there. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's, a, it's a kind of one of those that you're like, how did that ever come about? So, I mean, <laughs> Ashley, on board with that, when you said, hey, uh, we're going to write some songs about Legos and Dinos and all that <laughs> stuff. So.
1: Oh, 100%, yeah.
0: <laughs> now, with that, how did everybody else re- at, react to that when you said, hey, Mom, Dad, we're going to start this band or your friends and said, hey, we're going to write songs about Don't Drop the Milk. and Is <laughs> everybody yes. like crazy
1: uh yeah so we we recorded um uh poops in my butt on an uh, uh just the uh old iphone we threw it on the ottoman and um i think we actually recorded on the video setting but the, the camera was just facing down mm-hmm. um the guitar yelling at the the, the iphone mm-hmm. and uh we just looked at each other and we're like let's just put it online and see what
0: happens mm-hmm.
1: Um, We didn't warn anybody. We didn't have like an official page or anything. We just stuck it out there and kind of nervously awaited what the response would be. And Mm -hmm. everybody accepted it pretty, pretty quickly. They all thought it was funny and was really relatable. And that just kind of encouraged us to keep, keep making more songs.
0: You know, and when you're saying that, you know, what, what everybody would think about that. And from what I've seen, you know, seeing you guys live and then seeing some audio feed where you guys have played there you know, with a lot of the bands, they have like the big mosh pits and things like that. And next thing you know, you guys are up there. You got pool noodles, and <laughs> beach balls and things thrown out. But everybody's getting excited about it. they're all going crazy and stuff about. It. And it just seems like a good time and everybody really enjoys
1: it, you know. So, yeah, but that uh, that was our big deal is just to do something that was relatable, um, do something that was funny um if you're a parent you know something that you could relate to with things that might frustrate you but we try to do it in a way to you know bring some comedy bring some relief through laughter and even if even if you're not a parent I mean mm-hmm. everybody knows a kid <laughs> they got oh. a kid somewhere in their life and they can relate to the lyrics that we're that we're singing
0: yeah and that's like I said everybody's there going nuts and I mean even the kids are up there having a good time with it you know I mean they really enjoy it and when you go to those places, is there, is there one of those songs that just like everybody's like you know you gotta play this song you know is there one song that you guys have that's kind of your theme song?
1: Yeah, I, I think it's a toss up between uh, the poops in my butt and dinos and the dishwasher. Those those seem to be the the two crowd favorites.
0: <laughs> yeah, the the dino one. It seems like that's like every time I see anywhere online with that one, they're always going nuts with that, and that's a lot of the <laughs> stuff. So I mean, they definitely have a good time with that one for sure. From what I, you were telling me about that, that um Derek and Amy actually moved to Oklahoma now.
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: So is there uh now kind of on the, I guess, hiatus now, since they're over there and you guys are over here in Peoria, um, has there been any talks of possible kind of writing again and getting together or?
1: Yeah. I mean, we're, uh, We've never, I guess, officially said the band is over. Yeah. Um, we actually did. Um, if you if you check out check us out on uh, Spotify, we did. Um, I'm getting nothing for Christmas. Yeah. Um, we did. We did that recording through the mail. So I actually, uh, well, mail and internet. So we kind of we laid down some scratch tracks here in Peoria, and uh, I I boxed up you know some audio interfaces and a whole bunch of XLR oh. cables and oh. shipped them off to Oklahoma. And then we did uh I think it was over Google Drive or something like that. We sent some of the audio files and mm. they did the bass and drum tracks and yeah so we we did that over you know the long distance and yeah who knows we may we may do some more music in the future
0: well, yeah, and like i said with the with the way the internet is nowadays everything's so digital now you don't have to like really be together now because most of these uh, quarantines the big bands and even you know smaller bands are recording through zoom and whatnot. And here they are, they're making an album and not even being together anymore. Right. Yeah. Being together, but just not together. Um, So that's what I was wondering. I know you guys have played out and even audio feed uh, possible down the road, you know, it's not too far. They could drive up here and you guys could uh, do another show and everything. So that'd be kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, now are they playing it all down there in Oklahoma as far as any church stuff or just,
1: um, I don't think so. Um, not that I'm aware of. Derek actually just posted a video today of uh, his youngest playing, jamming out on the keyboard and playing some drums. So there's, you know, there's definitely some music in the, in the children as well, but mm-hmm. yeah, we're all kind of, we're all kind of just on a break right now, just enjoying the time with our families and, mm-hmm. you know, make it easy these days. Yeah.
0: Cause I think, didn't his boys then do the, uh, I like bugs or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, that, was, that was pretty cool. So you know, music's still flowing with them and everything. So cool. Um, we'll switch gears a hair a bit kind of with the church stuff and everything. And I know um, with you, I knew you were church the worship leader and all that stuff in your church and stuff. I mean, with church life, did you grow up in the church and everything? And
1: Yeah. Yeah. So my parents are both believers. Um, I grew up in the church, um, you know, uh, still in the church spent my whole life in the church um and uh yeah yeah it's been around christianity and loving jesus most all my life
0: <laughs> now saying that when you were growing up did you always kind of flock towards the metal scene more or anything As growing
1: up no that's funny you bring that up so i i i don't know this for a fact but i'm pretty confident my first ever concert was actually a ray bolts concert <laughs> if you recall ray bolts from back in the day <laughs> um mm. but yeah i'm pretty sure that was my, my first concert uh, my dad got into white cross and petra um back when i was i don't know i was probably eight or nine years old when he showed me those albums and that was probably the start of you know my gravitation away from ray bolts and carmen mm-hmm. and all that all that stuff um, my, but my parents were uh man, they were instrumental in my love for music. Uh, I we went to, to concerts for, you know, as, as long as I can remember. Uh my mom my mom would bring bands into our churches. Uh more like, you know, radio contemporary stuff, but still it was cool that she was getting bands into the church and putting shows together. Um and then eventually they uh they took the whole family to Cornerstone when I was twelve, I, I think um about 1990s summer summer of 97 i believe mm-hmm. um and then i went to all the remaining cornerstones and you know all of the audio feeds after cornerstone mm-hmm. ended so um yeah not you know not didn't my roots weren't in, in metal uh, but that's definitely mm-hmm. where i gravitate these days for sure well
0: that was kind of one of the thing you're, you know your parents were kind of like you said that white cross petra and stuff Yeah, it's kind of like they were into some of the rock or heavy stuff, you know, where because most kids like us growing up, our parents are like as soon as you say metal or something, they're always like, that's not Christian, you know, that's and that's (laughs) one of the biggest things. So I didn't know how your, you know, family was like, oh, my gosh, he ain't gonna listen. Yeah, you know,
1: Uh, yeah, my first my first actual metal concert was uh, Zayo at, at Cornerstone. And uh, my my dad took me. He took me to that show, and I think he hate. I think he hated every second of it. He was he was there and supported me. And uh, I, mean, I was I was little then. I think he actually had me up on his shoulders or up on a chair or something at one point, so I could see over the crowd and watch my favorite band at the time. So yeah, they were definitely a big part of that.
0: That that was the one thing I, I do miss is Cornerstone, and it was kind of like I know when it first started, it was so awesome at the time, and then it kind of just kind of dwindled off a little bit but it was almost like you had two sides on Cornerstone you had kind of like the the Petra side and you know mm-hmm. all that white right and then you went over to here you know and that was your hardcore boys over there you know and it was just uh-huh. like you go over there and it's like what is this stuff I've never heard of you know so it, that was kind of one of those I don't know if your dad was probably staying away from the real hard stuff but um when you as far as you know, with what you were talking, what was probably your first actual real metal Christian band that really just drew you in and really kind of influenced you a little bit?
1: Yeah. So, um, I think, I think some of the new metal bands were what kind of like piqued my interest initially, like early POD and stuff like that. Mm. But my definitely the first metal album I ever owned was, uh, uh, blood and fire, bring rest and peace by Zayo. Mm-hmm. um I, my grandma took me to uh berean bookstore here in peoria and uh, at the time you know the heart the heaviest music i knew at the time i think was, was metallica no um, and i was like grandma i'm gonna go into this bookstore and i'm gonna come out with you know a christian band that sounds just like metallica and i picked up mm-hmm. this zeo album just by chance mm-hmm. and man it blew me away it was so heavy um, the first, you know, like, all, all screaming vocals band I think I'd ever heard. It just blew me away. and mm-hmm. I, I brought that home, and yeah, that was that that kind of, that album, you know, changed my, uh, changed the direction of my musical interest going forward from there. Yeah,
0: that's what I was wondering because, I mean, there are so many real hardcore ones in there, and you know, from Petra, even the Striper type stuff, and the Christian, and then you get over to that, and it's like, whoa, that's <laughs> some of the stuff you've had me listen to, and I was like, I've never heard of anything like that. And and it is a different thing. Once you get on that though, it is, I mean, it is some good stuff. Um, How, you know, with the church and stuff, is there anything as far as like favorite like sermons or any kind of pastors out there that you kind of listen to on the side of no music?
1: Um. So I, I've not really gravitated towards, um, you know, listening to much online, uh, mm-hmm. any online sermons, um, just being highly invested in like my local church. Uh, I, I was, you know, primarily focusing on that. Um, I do really appreciate um, artists who, you know, did the whole band thing for a career. And then kind of, you know, once that season ended, they you know, became pastors. Sure. Um, I think of people like, um, like Matty Montgomery from for today, he's the pastor of a church. Now, uh, Tommy green from sleeping giant. Um, I don't recall if he, if he actually passes a church, but I know he does go online and, uh, he gives sermons and, uh, devotionals and things like that. So, uh, definitely drawn to, you know, to, to those, those individuals and, and those, those situations for sure.
0: Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I- I always see some of those that, you know, you listen to some of them and they, you know, they was in this band and you're like, what? They was in a music band, you know, and they're actually, you know, preaching the word out there. And I, yeah, those are pretty cool. I might have to get with you and listen to some of those guys.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, is there any like favorite book of the Bible that you just always like to gravitate towards or anything when you're reading the Bible at all? Or,
1: um, No, no surprise coming from somebody who loves metal, but I, I really like Lamentations a lot. Wow. Um, okay. You know, it, it really it really fits kind of that, you know, interest of a of a metal head and some of the, the metal lyricism. Um mm. there's actually a band called um uh, uh saving saving grace. Mm. Um they've got they've got an album that has a lot of uh, lyrical content pulled directly from the Book of Lamentations. Mm. Um so yeah, that's that's one of that's one of my favorites, kind of the the hope and hopelessness uh kind of topics.
0: Yeah. That's pretty good. Now, I mean, do you guys out there uh, with the parental petulance? I mean, do you have a actual website and, of course, probably Facebook and and Spotify and all that places that you guys are on?
1: Yeah, so we don't have a website, but we are on, uh, we do have a Facebook page. Um, we don't really post too, too much anymore since we're, you know, we're on hiatus, but every now and then, uh, friends that we've made throughout the years and playing shows that they put out I new mean, music, we try to um you know support that and, and share the you know mm-hmm. share their new material that way sure um we're on spotify all all of our music's on spotify including the you know pre Derek and amy stuff back on just the acoustic guitar that's that's online not too <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's what i was wondering I, I figured i've been on there i've seen some of the stuff and i you know if you guys still do you guys still have any of the merchandise or any, you know shirts or still anything
1: uh, we don't uh i think i've got a handful of the um uh, the album with, with Dinos and the Dishwasher on it, I think I've think still got some of those laying around. But at our final um, our final show, um, we were trying to raise funds for this, you know, the monumental individual and mm-hmm. uh, in the, the Christian punk scene. His name's uh, Skip Brooks. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's since gone to be with Jesus. But at the time he uh, was battling cancer. And, uh, just this phenomenal guy, um, we were trying to raise some funds for him. So we were basically just giving away all of our merch for donation and, uh, the community man just really rallied around that guy. Uh, they gave us a whole bunch of money, which we were fortunate to then forward along to them and help some of their medical expenses. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, as a result, we, we don't have any merch anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, always down the road. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I wasn't going to bring it up too much, but I know we were talking about audio feed and stuff like that. Um, I'd really like to get, you know, down the road with you and some of the promoters of audio feed and do us a kind of a big chat together and talk more about audio feed. But you're actually pretty involved with audio feed yourself, aren't you, with doing helping with the stages and things?
1: Yeah, so there's a um, a ministry called Sanctuary International. Uh, a whole bunch of metalheads came together to do a a church, really from all around the world. There's there's people representative from different countries, um, and they have sponsored a stage for the last several years called the Sanctuary Stage. Mm-hmm. Um, they asked me, um, of course, 2020, you know, kind of blew everybody's plans. They ended up all canceling right. audio feed. But 2019, they asked me if I could step in and help with booking and stage management and all that, um, which was a total blast. I absolutely loved it. Um, I got to plan, I think it was four total days worth of music. Um, There was three official fest days and then an early access day. Um, Got to meet a whole bunch of really awesome people, really awesome bands, some of which I'd never even heard of until I started doing research for booking. Uh, But yeah, I got to book the stage that year. Um, we made plans to, uh, you know, do a whole band lineup for 2020 that got canceled. Um, but we're currently, you know, working on what uh, hopefully 2021 will look like and uh, just continue to build off of those relationships.
0: Well, yeah, I know it's it's one of those things right now. It's just so up in the air, even in 2021. We don't even yeah. know if any concerts are going to be happening or because I think last year, didn't they, you know, because isn't it always like a July that they have it? And I think they kind of pushed it and said, "Well, let's try." It was like September or something. So that might even have to be a possibility this year if it's kind of goes forward. Maybe if we can't do July, maybe hopefully yeah. go a little later. But anymore, you know, these these past year and this year is still going to be so up in the air. So we don't know, but we'll be hoping right. that it definitely happens. I hope so. But but yeah, definitely if they, anybody wants to check you guys out, you know, Spotify, all those places, definitely get out there and check you out. couple last ones. Is there any musician out there that you would just love to meet and just collaborate with?
1: Oh, man, I, I have always been drawn to uh, Josh Scoggin of Norma Jean, Norma Jean, the original yeah. Norma Jean. <laughs> uh, he was the front man for the original Norma Jean album. Uh, he went on to do the Chariot, and uh, he's now in 68. Um, he had a couple other side projects. Actually, um, ludicrous was how he started, mm. and uh, Arose by any other name, I believe, it was this kind of more mellow act that he did. But yeah, he just he's been a um, definitely been an influential individual um, over the years for me. I, I think I copied his, his uh, evolving style numerous times growing up. Uh, dressed like him at one point in time. Made music that sounded just like his. Um, I actually, uh, uh, funny audio feed story, I think when Levi was, my, my oldest son was two, 68 played an audio feed, and I walked up to Josh and just handed him to him, and he <laughs> held it. I said, hey, I'm going to take your picture. So I got this picture of, of Josh Scoggin and Levi. Wow. And then a couple of years later, we went to see them at a place in St. Louis for Levi's birthday, Levi's birthday, mm-hmm. but we went because I wanted to go. But, <laughs> I um, really wanted to go. We did a we did a, uh, a follow up photo, kind of kind of similar. I just walked up to the merch table and was like, "Hey, man, hold my kid," and then I snapped a picture.
0: <laughs> but he did he have any idea or remember? and go, I remember. Hey,
1: I didn't. think I think he did. We we only oh, got wow. a chance to very briefly talk because there were people other people waiting to buy some merch and stuff. But I think he remembered the <laughs> the audio feed encounter.
0: <laughs> That's kind of one of those. It's like there's that guy with that kid again. Here he comes, you know, (laughs) (laughs) and I think, yeah, they've played audio feed a lot. Haven't they? I've seen
1: Uh, 68. I think it's been a couple of times. Uh, And then the chariot and Norma Jean played a ton at cornerstone while that lot was still going
0: on. They're a cornerstone time. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So if, and I think we kind of talked about the songs that, you know, kind of set you apart a little bit, but so, if someone was to say, "Hey, have you ever heard parental petulance, man, they do that one song you know it's kind of like the Leonard Skinner freebird thing what- what would that song be with you guys
1: yeah i it man, it's, it's a toss up for me personally my my all time favorite is our our very first one we ever wrote it's, it's poops in my butt yeah. and, um, and, but I, but the other the other one would definitely be uh diagnose the dishwasher yeah I
0: mean It's just kind of one of those every time I've ever seen anything online, that's pretty much the ones that,
1: you know, it's
0: like those got to be the two, you know, so definitely. Well, Marshall, I tell you what, I appreciate you coming on the show. It's been great. So I definitely just want to say thank you again for taking time to be on here and definitely looking forward to getting with you again and some of the guys with audio feed and and talking with them and maybe get some info out there and see what's going to happen this year. And definitely everybody out there, go to Spotify, go to the Facebook, check them out, and definitely thank you again for being on the show, and definitely we'll see you guys again on Above the Metal. Thank you.